Good evening, fearless listeners. You've tuned in, probably accidentally, to the Bear Ash Podcast, where we smoke, review, and discuss cigars. I'm Chase. And I'm Manny. Hey, Manny. Oh, what's up, Chase? Welcome, buddy. Thank you so much. When I say welcome like that, it makes it like I'm the host. Yeah, does that feel empowering? You uh, like that feeling? Yeah, I do. How you doing? Uh, good. Uh, I don't know if you realize this, but uh, today is April 17th, and I would have been waking up in the Bahamas today. I do. I do realize that. Um, instead, I'm, I'm still at home, and uh, it's pretty cold. Well. But yeah. during this COVID-19. epidemic... <laughs> Uh, you know, we have to get by and be safe. Yes, we do. I like that you have a, you have a special guest over there. <laughs> uh, if I can brighten anyone's day, this, this has made my weekend finding these videos of the preacher, Kenneth Copeland, who <laughs> people have taken his, uh, sermons and mixed them up into all kinds of remixes. That's awesome. it's it's the best i think that some people might think that like as a pastor you've made it when you're like pastoring a mega church or if you're like asked to be a speaker all over the place i'd say though as a pastor you've made it when people are dubbing over your voice and doing a remix for a rap video so you're saying he should take this as a compliment i I would yeah if i was him although if i was him i would take just about anything as a compliment whatever you can get you know He's the guy with those devil eyes. Oh yeah. I think. He's, anyway, I think so he's what are we cousins, smoking today, cousins man? Cousins with a certain uh, runner-up for president. <laughs> uh, he's got the same look in his eyes. <laughs> okay. Like he just wants to rip someone's head off. <laughs> yep. Sorry, sorry. Was that too political for you, Manny? Yeah, I, I don't I, even. I apologize. That's all right. What are we smoking today? Forget politics. Yeah. And baby. you know what? Let's not even talk about COVID-19. Let's just focus <laughs> on, you know, things that matter. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I do. No, no, this isn't politics, but I do have to say one thing, Manny, is that according to the Simpsons, I believe it was in season 11, the prediction of Donald Trump being president happened and the next president should be Lisa Simpson at this point. Oh, is she running? Uh, she was in Bart's future. <laughs> she became president after the Donald. <laughs> so I'm just saying this is maybe there's still a chance. <laughs> is that when, is that when Bart made Bonerland? No, no, no. That's it's one where they went to go to a camp <laughs> and uh, and it was taken over by mosquitoes, apparently. So instead, Homer and Bart decided they're going to take the whole family to a casino. And Bart snuck in, and like the owner of the casino, like told his future to him, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa was president. He was Bart was still a uh, no good Nick, and uh, that was that. Oh, the Simpsons! Oh yeah, my kids What's have better, recently Simpsons been... or South Park? Ooh, that's tough. I feel like that the Simpsons were more like there for me as a kid. Ew. Yep. <laughs> I mean, South Park was there, but it was more like, you know, like the Simpsons were like really there, you know? <laughs> they were your friends. And I didn't have cable. So. They were your parents. <laughs> I didn't have cable. I just had bunny ears on my TV in my room in high school. Yeah, man. So, so what uh, are we smoking today, man? Yeah, so today we've got something, uh, I guess you could call it special. It would be the fa- the uh, Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve. Um, this is the barrel-aged or barrel-fermented. Um, there's two different Pappy Van Winkle cigars made by Drew Estate in collaboration with Pappy Van Winkle and Company, which is a bourbon company. Um, and this is one of the two. The other one is a family tradition, and then this is the barrel age that we are sparking up. So I've had just one of these before, 
Yeah. And uh, I lit mine probably about five, ten minutes ago after we finally got the ball rolling here. Um, sorry to all of our listener about the delay in getting another episode out there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sorry. You know, good things come to those who wait. Chase? <laughs> yeah? Can I open up to you for a second? Well, that 100% depends on what that means. <laughs> So I just want to be honest here. Yes. Um, I, the cigar is surprisingly mild and smooth so far. Yeah. Um, despite sm- smelling a little strong, smelling a little smoky before mm-hmm. I lit it, but it also has uh, a little crack going up the the wrapper here. That's uh, reached the band, which seems to be holding it together right now. But it still tastes Ooh, good. Manny, what is uh, this, what, what are you keeping your cigars at there? 67, bro. 67 percent. Uh, listen, maybe I gotta gotta get a new hygrometer, but mm-hmm. uh, it still tastes the same. It tastes great. I just mm. noticed that. Uh oh. Maybe you gave well, it too hard fine. of a squeeze to see how plump it was. <laughs> nope, I didn't do that. No, you don't. You don't give it a little squeeze. I don't. No, me neither. Yeah. Actually, I do. No, I do give my cigars a little squeeze uh, to check how dry they are. There you go. Well, see, you just said to check how dry they are. So typically they're dry? No, in the store. <laughs> when I'm buying a cigar, I'll give it a little pinchy pinch. Oh, before you purchase. Just to see if there's any crackle in the in the wrapper. I don't want it. That means it's too dry. Well, and I sometimes don't have... you can feel... Sorry, go ahead. You can feel if it's too soft. You can feel if it's a little on the wet side. Yeah, me personally, I mean, I don't shop at places that would sell me a dry cigar. Yeah, well, you know, in these hard times of COVID-19, not, you know, cigars aren't as easily accessible as they once were. Um, I went to a store not too long ago, and they made you wait outside because they were only allowing, I think, two people in the store at once. Really? And, you know, back in college, I remember driving an hour and a half just to go find a cigar store and only to find that they didn't upkeep their humidor at all, and everything was bone dry and crispy. Oh. And I only realized that after I bought the cigars. They even had a walk-in humidor at this Indian reservation. The whole thing with like the you know the tobacco Indian guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I bought. I think I've I've told this before, but I bought an Aurora cigar, and it was the driest, oldest, nastiest cigar I've ever had in my life. Mm. <laughs> So you never made that drive again? Never again. I think the only reason, well, I figured that out that day. The only reason people go down there is to get uh, the super cheap cartons of Senecas. Yeah, baby. Which are the worst smelling cigarettes in the world. Yep. For the record, they're the worst tasting ones in the world as well. Oh, well, they smell like it, so that makes sense. Yeah, I think we've also shared that in the past on this uh, on this here podcast do you remember the great lengths that we've gone to to get cigars like before we were of legal age to do so? I do. And they like, were we great s- lengths. <laughs> when we were like 15, we would sneak out of my house and walk. How far do you think that was to like the stores that we would walk to back before we even had a car? Probably like two miles. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, like one in the morning. <laughs> Close to two miles at least. And then we would make up some story, like, uh, so that they wouldn't ID us. Like, yeah, I got, just got done working on my car. You know, when neither of us own a car, we'd say, I remember saying something like, oh, yeah, this is my second Jeep. It's been pretty good so far. <laughs> Mind <laughs> you, the guy who was there was not, uh, I mean, it was like two in the morning. And I don't think he cared whether or not he was selling us cigars. <laughs> I thought I was so cool and slick. Or saying, like, yeah, it's my grandpa's birthday, and uh, he loves these ones. He loves the backwoods. It's <laughs> <laughs> all about them Garcia or, Vegas, you know? Or sometimes, if you if you want to play a little Jedi mind trick, um, ask for something that they don't have, like a cigar that they don't have, and make her check, and then or make him check, whoever's working. And then after they say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have that one, say, well... 
what do you have? And then act disappointed, and then they might not ID you because they feel bad that they don't have the cigars you were asking for. No, Manny, the way you're talking, it sounds like you're giving advice to underage <laughs> I know it does. smokers. I know it does. Um, that is not my intention. So what you're saying is if you are not of the age of 21, but you're looking to get a hold of a cigar, you should first go in to a CVS. Actually, don't go into CVS. I don't think they sell tobacco anymore. Oh, yeah, they got rid of it. So go into Walgreens. <laughs> um, and first ask for an Opus X. <laughs> and when they say don't have the Opus X, tell them you'll settle for the Macanudo. <laughs> Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Remember, uh, we had left my house. We snuck out. We scored some cigars at CVS at like 2 in the morning. Um, I I think it was on our way to the store or on our way back where we got Oh, it was egg. on our way too. I know where you're going with this, and it was on our way there. So we were walking. These two – just remember how stupid we were back then, how dumb we were. Yep. Walking yeah. down Perry Avenue, pitch probably black. Probably in my parachute UFO pants. Yep, just giggling, <laughs> um, <laughs> making no sense. And yep. uh, I even remember something... at times we would be dancing down the road, not together, but like separately, just skipping <laughs> like, like a bunch <laughs> of tools. <laughs> well, we were walking next to the road and a car was driving by and I remember getting hit in the chest with something. And I was like, oh, what the? And, I, you know, I looked down and it hurt my, it hit me like right on the sternum. I was like, what was that? And I, I didn't even know what it was. So I was like, I, I didn't understand what happened. A car had driven and, by. Is a, that's an important detail to mention. Right. A car had just driven by. Meanwhile, I'm looking for whatever just hit me in the chest and didn't realize the car had then turned around. <laughs> so then it was the same car was coming back the other way. And then isn't that when it hit you with the egg? Yeah, I got hit twice. <laughs> I got hit once right in the small of my back. And it, the egg broke. And the other one hit me in the back of the leg, and that one broke as well. And if I remember correctly, the one that hit me in the small of my back left a little bit of a welt, too. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they were whipping those pretty hard. Oh, yeah. And I, I remember we were on our way because I remember going into the CVS and needing to use the bathroom just to clean egg yolk off of me. <laughs> <laughs> we deserved it. <laughs> I would love to have known what was going on in the... Let's just be honest. It, it, I mean, ninety nine point nine percent. It was guys in the car, but what, oh, what, I, I what they were say, laughing and you know, talking about? It, you know, take five years down the road. That's us driving in that car. Yeah, there might even be a podcast somewhere where some guys are talking about the time that they threw eggs at some dumb kids walking down the road. A shout out to them. Yeah. Hey, comment. Let us know. <laughs> We'd love to How's beat your, your cigar, butts for it, dummy. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's it's good, man. It's good. Um, I do have to say one thing. If you have had a Pappy Van Winkle tradition, this is not at all the same cigar. Um, it's a good cigar, but I think it definitely uh, had a little more hype when it first came out because it is the Pappy Van Winkle cigar, and I think people thought that it was going to be the same blend but just barrel fermented. But it's, it's a completely different blend, completely different cigar. That's what I thought at first. That's why I was like, this this can't be the same. Because you, you gave me one of these before. Yeah, I think I gave you both of them. You did. Oh. And I much prefer the traditions. Yes, same here, same here. Uh, but this is very good. It is very mild. And I think, what, what flavors are you getting there, Chase? Hmm. I mean, it's a smooth cigar. Um, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to pull like any specific flavors out of this. It is a fire cured tobacco. It's kind of sweet. It is. Yes, it's a little bit sweet. Um, Maybe I mean, like toffee. Yeah, yeah, you could get a little, little toffee out of that. That could work. Um, but it definitely has like a little bit of like a campfire taste to it. Um, I almost wonder if that sweetness is from the um, fermenting process in the Pappy Van Winkle bourbon barrels. Mm. Yeah, I do have a little uh, info here on the cigar, Manny. Oh, yes. Let's hear it. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Oh, I was oh looking I'll at, wait. I, I just went to pull it up, but I realized I was looking at some. 
potential date changes for the barn smoker. Oh, really? Yes, sir. But uh, anyways, anyways. <laughs> um, I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's kind of lengthy. All right. There are two key innovative features that went into this blend. This is from Cigar Coop. Um, it's not really a review. I mean, there is a review, but there's a whole big description at the beginning. So that's what I'm going to read to you, not this review. Um, for starters, the company incorporates some of its Kentucky-grown fire-cured tobacco into the blend. After the Kentucky tobacco undergoes a fire-curing process, it is then put into barrels where it is not simply aged but fermented right in the barrel. The actual fire curing and fermentation process takes place in the U.S. I believe it's in Louisiana, actually, they do it. Um, before the tobacco is sent to Drew Estate's La Grande Fabrica in Nicaragua. The use of the fire-cured tobacco is not new to Drew Estate, as they have incorporated it in its Kentucky fire-cured line. Most cigars utilize, utilize air curing. Um, this where-where, this is what it says. <laughs> the tobacco what? is this where-where. I think they meant where, to say where? this is where the tobacco is hung in a barn for several weeks to remove moisture from the leaf. With the fire-cured tobacco, hardwoods are kept on continuous, low-smoldering flames to remove the moisture. Typically, this process is used for pipe and chewing tobacco. Fire-cured tobacco is cured quickly, and it results in a smoky campfire-like flavor for the final product. The barrel-fermented... There you go. The barrel-fermented Kentucky tobacco is incorporated... Uh, oh, sorry. In, yep, incorporated, used as a tapa negra wrapper over a Mexican San Andreas base wrapper. The name Tapa Negra translates to black cap. Oh, right. And this name, <laughs> this name is appropriate because the Kentucky Fire Cured, uh, the Kentucky wrapper rests on the cap of a cigar, creating a segmented wrapper effect. Without further ado, let's break down the pappy, or let's not. I added that last <laughs> part in. Oh, you... Um, although it is important to mention that this is, and it says, in addition to the two wrappers found on the Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve barrel fermented cigar, the blend contains Nicaraguan tobaccos that were personally hand selected by Drew Estate co founder Jonathan Drew. Wrappers Kentucky Fire Cured, barrel fermented tapa, um, Mexican San Andreas base, so I guess it's a double wrapped. Um, Binder is Nicaraguan, filler is Nicaraguan. So, yeah. Well, a little, I little bit of much. A, that's interesting. I much I didn't know all that about the fire curing process. I didn't know that it was actually fermented like in the barrels yeah. and then sent Pappy over barrels. for the fire curing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Did you know how the uh, Pappy cigars came about? No. So the story goes, how I heard it is uh, what some might as say. As legend has as it. As legend has it. Um, the uh, Pappy Van Winkle family uh, were fans of Drew Estate. Um, and asked Drew Estate to blend them their own cigar, uh, which is where the uh, the the tradition came from, like the original Pappy Van Winkle tradition cigar. Uh, so they blended a bunch of cigars. Now, what I've read in a couple articles of that cigar specifically is it actually was one of Willie Herrera's like original blends that he brought to the company before he was a blender for Drew Estate. Huh. And they ended up picking one of his original blends. Um, that was then made just for the family, and then they ended up putting it into production um, in collaboration with Pappy Van Winkle. I do find some of the cheapest prices actually to get a hold of those cigars is on the Pappy Van Winkle company website. So, like, so, wait, what size are you smoking? Did we figure this out, what size cigars we have, actually? Uh, I did not. <laughs> hold on, I can look. <laughs> <laughs> well here I think I have a list of what the sizes are sorry if I got a little far from the mic hold on let's see here alright it's not it must be the Toro which is a 6 inch by 52 yes yep. no mine's bigger than the 52 I think hmm did yours have like a, a tapered cap, kind of? No. Hmm. 
Um, the only one that's bigger than a 52 is the Limitada, which is 4 and 7 eighths by 60. No, I don't have that one. Okay, so maybe you're right. Yeah, there's the Robusto, which is 5 and a quarter by 52, Toro, which is 6 by 52, Churchill, which is 7 by 48, and Limitado, which is uh, 4 and 7 eighths by 60. Okay. All right. You're right. I'm wrong. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. Fine. I admit it. You're used to that, though. So what size are we smoking? <laughs> the Toro. 6 by 52. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, I did just have to, I mean, I was talking a little bit, but I did just have to relight mine. So two burn issues so far. By the way, the little crack uh, that the, the starting to form is almost all the way gone. Oh, look at you. You've already burned through it. That means you're getting close to the band already? I took the band off. Oh. Well, it is a fairly big band, actually. I'm probably about an inch away from it. Yeah, it's really pretty, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's I like got, it. It's got a little Pappy Van Winkle on there. Yep. Lighting a cigar, which is the uh, signature photo of good old Pappy, even on their bourbons. Do you think he's smoking a Traditions there or a Barrel Aged? Uh, I don't think he's smoking either because that picture would have been taken Probably before neither. these were made. Yeah. Or right. neither. Okay. Neither, either, tomato, tomato. Neither. Ooh, look at you. So I'm I'm surprised that you're I'm pleasantly surprised that you're lighting up with me today, Chase. I mean, not everyone is choosing to smoke during these times because of the risk of. uh, Hold on, because of the risk of. uh, The risk of. um, You okay? (laughs) You're such a fool. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, is that, does that mean you want to get into our next topic? Why? What's our next topic? <laughs> I was just saying, a lot of hype is, a lot of hype has been put around, uh, what are the risks of smoking, uh, with the coronavirus infecting everyone's lungs out there? That is true. I will, I will humble myself and admit that that is why we haven't done an episode in a little while. Um, I think for the record, not because I think that smoking poses a risk, especially if I'm smoking a cigar a week, poses a risk to my health during this time. First of all, I believe I am immune because <laughs> I like to lick things in public. Smart. Smart. Yep. yep. Still doing it. People give me weird looks, though, when I slip my mask off to lick a handrail. <laughs> but uh, but no, Spit I mean, there, there's, there's certain people. Um, in my family, one in particular, who uh, felt like that it was not a good idea to be smoking a cigar, um, even though I did remind this specific person that it is not a once a week cigar that's going to cause me to have worse symptoms, but it's years yeah, of smoking. Not Chinese cigars. <laughs> <laughs> They've been wrapped in rat blood <laughs> for crying out loud. <laughs> But uh, the the rumor out there is that as a smoker, you could have worse symptoms to coronavirus. You should uh, show your family member the year of the rat box you have from Drew Estate. Yeah, that was purchased for me. Oh, and (laughs) it's year of the rat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure they they named it that because it was just surrounded by rats. (laughs) Yep. Good thing it wasn't year of the pangolin. Now, now, Manny, I do think this is important to talk about. Okay. Um, you and I have been under this understanding and thought that a penguin might have been the cause of the uh, first person to contract coronavirus. I'm sorry, to contract what? To contract the coronavirus. <laughs> sorry. I forgot that's a thing tonight. Sorry. <laughs> I'll just pause oh, yes. every time. I'm sorry. Go on about the... Um, but apparently that is completely debunked. Oh, really? Yeah. So I feel like all of my kids jokes are for nothing now. Oh man. So wait, where did it come from? They think at this point it was either a snake or a rat. Okay. Which whatever. Does it really matter? Is a much more funny answer. Yeah. It's one of the best Pokemon. Yeah. I don't know about that. (laughs) 
fortunately. <laughs> I only know that because when I mentioned it, my 10-year-old knew exactly what a penguin was. And I was like, how do you know what a penguin is? And he's like, it's a Pokemon, Dad. <laughs> Isn't it like the number one most illegally traded animal in the world? Not anymore. Why? Oh. Right. Apparently sales are down. I, I forgot about the... Yeah, well, that and because of Tiger King now, I think tigers are going to be the most illegally sold animal. <laughs> yeah, dude, my bulldog cost $2,000. Who knew a tiger cost $2,000? Yeah, you made a wrong choice. Yeah, you don't need to be rich to buy a tiger. No, you just you just need a stimulus check. <laughs> Perfect timing for that documentary to come out. <laughs> what if everyone bought tigers with their stimulus money? <laughs> Oh, so no joke. Um, if you ever listen to this, I'm sorry, sir, who I will it's not name. It's a good name. investment. Um, we had a, we had someone came came over a house yesterday, and this person who will remain nameless, um, since like in all seriousness, asked my wife because he saw I'm building a shed currently slash workshop slash studio slash tiger kennel. Well, he said, "What is that? Are you guys getting a tiger?" And I don't I don't think it was a joke. What? Like he like thought that we were building it for like some kind of crazy animal. Did he have a mullet? Uh, no. Was he wearing a sidearm? Uh, not that I could see. Okay, okay. But probably not. He probably would have had his way with, or would have had his way with you if he was Joe Exotic. <laughs> Dude, what a crazy story. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, man. Um, so I'm glad we're smoking. Me too. <laughs> Me too. For those of you out there who are scared, grow a pair and light up a cigar. <laughs> and I'm, and I can only say that because I'm speaking from experience. Yeah, you know, I was patient with you. I, I had to wait till you came around and came to your senses, but I knew it would happen. Yeah, I know you were so just polite with the, with the whole situation. Yeah. yeah. I said, yeah, when you told me, hey, listen, I'm taking a break from smoking cigars. You know, there's some concerns about, um, hold on. <laughs> there's some concerns about COVID-19 and, <laughs> and, you know, your ability to contract it and then the symptoms. <clears throat> I said, you know what, buddy? I understand. I understand your concerns and fears. Take your time. Let me know when you're ready. Once again, for the record, there was never concern of either of those things. <laughs> and I didn't say that at all to you. It was only for one one reason, and it was to love my wife in a moment that she was stressed out. Yep, and I believe I was only sarcastic and rude to you. Um, yes, you were, and I appreciate that okay. about our friendship. I would have it no other You're way. You're welcome. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so I, I actually was just thinking, uh, this cigar... I don't often say this because uh, how much are these cigars? Would you say cost? Um, like the cigars around if you're buying it individually around uh, twelve to thirteen bucks. So it's a little expensive. Yes, but I think this would be a good cigar for a beginner. Yeah, I mean, especially if you want to get into like a fire cured, because it's a very mellow. Yeah, it's kind of mild. Cured. It's not too strong with the crazy fire cured taste. Yeah. This is really good. Agreed. It is very good. I, I did read in a couple different articles and I was looking for some info on this that the reason why the prices are a little higher on these cigars is because Drew Estate is also paying licensing fees to Pappy Van Winkle. Okay. Which So we just paid more for the label? Basically, yeah. <laughs> it is good though. <laughs> yeah, it is good. It's it's a good cigar. I'll give it that. I mean, this is not a cigar. I bought a box of these a couple Christmases ago. Um, the one I have actually is a newer one. Yours is from that box. So yours is aged for, I've had it for two and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, mine, however, though, I bought like probably like, I don't know, three weeks ago, a month ago. Um, so okay. yours might even be a little better than mine, but no, it, it's a good cigar. It's good for, I think it's good for a beginner, um, besides the price tag. Um, but you well, know, some beginners don't mind just throwing money away. Well, also like if someone wanted to, for someone who doesn't smoke cigars often, they might be willing to spend a little more on one cigar. Yeah. The, the Papo, Pappy Van Winkle 
family reserve barrel age is a good one. Like if someone wanted to splurge and have a cigar that wasn't a powerhouse or like going to make you feel sick, yeah. it's a good one. It is a good one. And it's definitely, like like I said before, I think it's a way to get into like an infused cigar. If you're not sure you want to, I mean, because those Kentucky Fire Cureds, I know we've done an episode in the past. Um, but when you smell them, I mean, I think I even talked about in that episode that I had mine for quite a while before I like mustered up the uh, confidence to smoke it because it just smelt so strong. Yeah, it smells like it's going to, you know, just be a powerhouse. It smells yeah. like... Uh, like my my smoker, like my grill when yeah. it's not lit when I open it up. Yep, it has that exact smell, and it like just smacks you in the face. It doesn't have the same taste, but uh, no, it's really mild compared to the smell. Yeah, and this one is an even more mild version of that. So I'm very pleased. This is great. And uh, let me ask you, what yeah. are you pairing this with? Mm. It's funny that you would ask. Why is that funny? Um, because I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> that is funny. Um, one would think that I would be pairing this with a bourbon, um, considering it is a bourbon barrel fermented cigar. But uh, I recently got a bottle of Pirate Rum, which is probably the most expensive rum I've ever had in my house. Um, not that it's in my house. It went from my truck to my shop. But still... <laughs> Um, and it's actually a delicious pairing. And by the way, your shop, um, I'm very proud of you, Chase. Thank you. Currently, you are in Virginia, which is on lockdown, and I'm in New York, which is on lockdown. But you are now recording from a brand new, shall I call it, studio? You shall. <laughs> yeah, I, I decided so, uh, in this time of uh, quote-unquote quarantine... And work being a little slower, that I would build a uh, shed that I've been thinking about quite a bit. So, yeah, so I've got a nice big, it's a shed, and then another section of it that's closed off from the shed is a workshop. And it's. Uh, Can I ask you a question? Can yeah. I, will you be open to me if um, I ask you a once question? Once again, it 100, 100% depends on what that means. All right. Well, let me ask you this question. At, was. The fact that I have a barn in my little man cave an influence on you wanting to build a shed? Um, I know you would like me to say yes. I didn't. I don't have a but, preference. I'm but very no, humble. no, it's not. Okay. All right. No. Fair. It's, it's cool. It's fine. It's fine. For me, I am a carpenter and I have quite a bit of tools. Um, and as of right now, I keep them stored in our basement. Now, our house that we owned prior to this was in New York, and I had a two-car garage that rarely had a car in it. Um, I made some tables out there, worked on some projects out there. It always just had like work going on in it. Um, and then since we moved to Virginia, I didn't have that. We rented a house for the first two years, and then we've been in this house now for like a year and a few months. Um, I guess a year and a half, actually. But uh, anyways, I've every time I need tools... I have to bring them up and down our stairs into the basement around the corner into like this little corner in our basement. And it just sucks. Like stuff just gets piled up like crazy. So I've been wanting this for quite a while. Um, a spot that, that I can store all my tools that I can work on a project in, you know, indoors that I haven't, you know, I can leave it set up because we have like a patio that's screened in, but you can't really leave stuff set up there because it's open to thievery. So yeah, man, this baby is locked, secured, waterproof. And also, I can. If I were a carpenter <laughs> and you were a lady. That's the song I think of when you tell me about your shed. Nice, nice. So, yeah, I mean, one good thing is uh, here in Virginia, our kids have not learned a dang thing from their school. <laughs> yes, because oh, of, yeah. of COVID. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that was an accident. No, well, it was perfect timing. So, I guess you could say that was a uh, pretty little mistake. Yeah, man, so school brought... sucks because there is no school right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, here in Virginia, they are not uh, – well, actually, a lot of Virginia is distance learning, but our county is not right now. Um, they haven't quite figured that out with the five weeks almost that they've had to figure it out. Um, so I've taught my kids by bringing them out here, and they've helped me build every aspect of this shed both of my kids have been a part of. So laying out walls, coming up with rafters and angles and – 
Um, actually, the construction of it, they've both shot a nail gun a couple times. They've both used a saw a couple times. So I'm convinced that they have learned more in the past week working on the shed than they have their entire little lives in the public school system. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking the same thing. Like when I took my kid out, I'm like, you know, when do I get to take him camping and fishing as much as I have been? He learned, how to, by the way, he's only six, but, you know, we were building fires. Um, we had to poop outside in the freezing cold in the snow. Um, he uh, had to learn how to cast and pick the fishing lure, uh, make dinner, make breakfast. It was yeah. fun, man. Yeah. And then I was like, how much did he learn in the past 24 hours as compared to what they do in school? And now, yes, I'm not doing, like, math, but math is incorporated into, like, Figuring out how many yards of line you can fit on your fishing your fishing reel or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you really can incorporate just about everything that they're learning at this age <laughs> in just something like this. Except uh, English. Yeah, especially working alongside of their dad. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, it is great. It's perfect. I mean, it's warm out here right now. But uh, my plan is to have this baby insulated for winter. So there you go. That's the story of my shed. That's great. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hear some uh, some myth verse fact on COVID-19? Oh, I think that that would be like a diamond in the rough. I don't know what that means uh, when you're talking about this, but. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of The Onion. Yes. As a good, reliable source for news. And they they provided for public knowledge a myth and then a fact about coronavirus. Now, so, now quick question. The Onion is typically yeah. satire. Is this satire or do they go serious? I mean, I'll let you decide, but I take this as literal news. All right, good. Just like Iran. All right. Oh, the country. Yes. Not like the verb. No. Okay. Uh, myth. A coronavirus diagnosis is fatal. Well, the fact is, a coronavirus diagnosis only happens to people able to go to the hospital. There you go. Myth. COVID-19. Oh, wait. <laughs> myth. COVID-19. Is a man-made disease. Fact. Like all plagues. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> like all plagues, COVID-19 is the work of God himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, myth. Fewer people have died from coronavirus than the flu. Fact. Well, that's just simple math. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, myth. Coronavirus could spiral out of control due to the U.S. healthcare system's failures. Fact. Coronavirus could spiral out of control due to the U.S. healthcare system's design. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all I had. Nice. You're welcome. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate the onion's honesty, too, you know? Good news, man. It's a good news source. Yeah, it this is. Cigar is. This cigar is smoking longer than I thought it would. Yeah, how how uh, how long do you think it was going to be going? Well, I guess you said an hour and a half, and I didn't believe you, but I think it might get to an hour and a half. There you go. What you th you thought I would lie to you in these trying times? <laughs> no, never. Good. Sorry. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, I do have a review. If you want to hear a review, let's hear what another moron thought of the cigar. All right, this is CigarScore.com. Um, here we go. Initial thoughts. Soaked in, aged in, marinated in, whatever the Pepe Van Winkle Barrow Fermented Toro is supposedly a partnership between Drew Estate and one of the most exclusive brands of bourbon in the world. Pepe Van Winkle, overhyped, or my next great smoke. That's what we're here to find out. Who is this? Um, Cigar Score. Okay, I never heard of it. Uh, this Pappy Van Winkle cigar starts off with a clear and distinct note of soy sauce-based barbecue sauce. 
The cold draw slaps you in the face with the flavors of cedar and roasting hickory wood. Though the first inch, oh, the first half inch or so, he says, um, the burn is okay. The draw is just a little bit tight, and the flavors are kind of smoky. However, I'm not getting just a ton of the bourbon flavors from the Pappy Van Winkle barrel fermentation. Okay. I feel like that he should have that that should have been a longer sentence. I'm not just getting a ton of bourbon flavors. <laughs> Let's see if the Pappy Van Winkle Barrow Fermented Toro is overhyped or if it's just my next smoke. I think you already said that, sir. <laughs> um, he gives a description and then he just gives final thoughts. He doesn't say anything else. <laughs> As I continued smoking the cigar, those strong smoky flavors of barbecue and hickory faded. I think it's fairly well-made cigar with okay flavors. However, I think as I did with the acid Cuba Arte, which I believe that is the 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 50-year or 20-year, whatever it is, the new uh, acid that came out. Um, oh. Anyways, however, I think as I did with the acid Cuba, Cuba Arte... That the happy that the Pappy Van Winkle is a mediocre cigar with a high price tag because of the infusion and because Drew Estate has to pay the Van Winkle family licensing fees. If you're interested in cigars and have that have been aged in bourbon barrels, just look at this list of cigars made by Perdoma. <laughs> huh. At the end of the day, the Pappy Van Winkle bourbon fermented Toro earns a cigar score four. Four out of a hundred. Let's see. He actually has a link here. We talk about this often. This guy has a link of the cigar score rating system explained. <laughs> oh boy, exciting. Yep. Um. Oh my gosh. This is far longer than his review. Uh. uh it doesn't look like it's actually explaining anything. Oh, here we go. Here we go. One, two, so he's got scar score. So it goes up to five. A one, okay. a one he says should be, in, should be avoided. A two are ones I'd really prefer not to smoke again. A three is are fair but not special. He would smoke it again. A four is great cigars, but for some reason don't earn a score of five. Okay. Um, and then fives are his favorites. Well, he has a video to explain, and sorry, Cigar Score, if you're ever looking at this, just just based on your picture in the video, I will never watch it. <laughs> yeah, I've not been able to sit through a whole video of someone smoking a cigar, especially when it's just one person doing it. That's weird to me. I couldn't do that. Dude, there's a, there's a couple. I think I might have mentioned them in one of our first podcasts that I've watched uh, do a video cigar review, and they just get into arguments, and it's hilarious. Like, mind you, they're not doing it to be funny. <laughs> they literally, within halfway through the video, just get into an argument about something stupid, and it's almost at the point that you're like, "Are they gonna? Did they mean to edit this out?" <laughs> That's entertaining. I've gotten through their videos just because they always will fight. Hmm. Hey, Manny. Yeah? What are you pairing that cigar with? Oh, so funny that you ask. Hmm. <clears throat> well, it's funny because I'm supposed to be sitting on a beach right now in uh, on the island of North Eleuthera in the mm -hmm. Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't not drink rum, so I did uh, rum, club soda, lime, lime juice, and yeah. a little bit of sugar. And that's mm. it. Mm. It's really good. And in fact, I'm glad I didn't do a bourbon pairing with the cigar. Yeah? I think this goes really well with something sweeter, like a rum. Like you have a rum, like a sipping rum. Yeah. Uh, but even in like a cocktail, it goes really well with the cigar. Hey, I, I, look, man, I know what I'm doing. I, didn't, I never implied that you didn't. I, I believe you. I trust you. Okay. Dude, I have to say, this is delicious rum. <laughs> I do like a good rum. It is so smooth. I mean, don't judge me for this, but typically if I go for rum, I just get some Bacardi's. And I know that that's not what you would consider a uh, quality rum. 
No, because it's not Puerto Rican. Um, I don't know that Puerto Rican rum is what I would consider the most quality. Well, this is the, the rum I mixed is Don Cristal. I bought Ooh. a giant bottle for on discount, and it's Puerto Rican rum. Nice. I'm sorry. Exceptional Puerto Rican rum. Oh, he says. I'm sorry. Well, this this cla- this claims to be a Caribbean rum, but I believe it's made in Los Angeles. <laughs> it's at least bottled in Los Angeles. But uh, it is delicious. I think that it. Um, I think if you were to buy it here in Virginia, it would be roughly fifty bucks for seven hundred fifty milliliters. Wow. Yep. I did not pay that much for it, so. Mm-mm-mm. Got any other reviews of this delicious cigar? Um, I, that was it, man. All right. Yeah, I mean that that's that's I do have a little bit from uh I was looking, Manny, and you and I can maybe talk a little bit about this in case anyone else comes across this article. And if someone does come across this article who might still be listening, um, feel free to share it with us somehow because I would like to reread it. Um, there was an article that was, and I couldn't remember where I got where it was from. I felt like it was from Cigar International, but that made a statement that the Pappy Van Winkle traditions would only be sold on the Pappy Van Winkle website in the future and not sold at retailers. Um, so I was trying to find that article, could not find it, but I did find on Pappy's website um, that that is the opposite of the truth. Um, they are and I had read be... the same article. Yeah. I read the same article. I remember, uh, maybe, did I show it to you or read it or something? But, um, yeah, I remember seeing the same thing, that they'd only be available on the website. Yeah, I don't think that we shared that with each other. So I think that that must have been something like Cigar International, something that we both typically see. Uh, um, but uh, if anything, it says the opposite here on their website. Um, it says, we're happy to announce that due to the demand of our Pappy Van Winkle bear fermented cigars, and also that goes along with the uh, tradition, that they will just be selling more of them and they will be more uh, readily available on their website. They do not claim that they will only be available on their website. Interesting. Well, that's good. Yeah, interesting is one word for it. What's another one? Lies, deceit, <laughs> fake news. Speaking of fake news, I've got another article from The Onion. Oh, do it. <laughs> How to stay safe from coronavirus. COVID-19. Okay. <laughs> How to stay safe from... COVID-19! <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> so... Frequently wash your hands with antibacterial soap or sanitizer to ensure the next epidemic level pathogen has built up an immunity. <laughs> Make sure any bat or pangolin meat you cook reaches 165 degrees Fahrenheit in order to kill all bacteria. Oh, see that? So they're in with the pangolin too. <laughs> Keep calm by remembering that the U.S. pharmaceutical industry is working around the clock to find the most profitable vaccine. Oh, my. <laughs> Um, if you believe you've contracted the disease, ask your employer about dying from home options. <laughs> Limit the amount of people your germs could potentially spread to by sneezing directly into the mouth of the person nearest you. <laughs> Be sure to isolate any sick family members in a separate room to ensure a clean headshot. <laughs> we hear good things about turmeric, so maybe give that a shot. <laughs> Uh, remove any infected blood that may be running through your circulatory system. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, be vigilant if traveling on a commercial airline. If you believe a passenger may be infected, be prepared to rush the cockpit and crash the plane to save America. (laughs) (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) That'd be a fun job working for the onion. (laughs) Yeah, it would. If that's I bet all I do you have okay. to do is come up with satire news articles. <laughs> Just make nonsense articles all day long. I'd be great at that. You would be great. Don't you kind of do that anyway? It's more of a volunteer gig. Yeah. yeah, I mean, mental health is all just guessing and nonsense anyways. Well, I meant, I didn't mean in your job, Manny. 
<laughs> hey, you want to hear something a little bit scary? <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, it reminded me when talking about pharmaceutical companies. I will not be naming this person, nor will I be naming the pharmaceutical company. Um, what does her name rhyme with? I, I'm not going to even play that game. But what does the pharmaceutical company I, name rhyme I with? I may or may not know someone who works for a pharmace- pharmaceutical company. Um, more so around decisions around meds. Um, and he shared with me that these are scary times for him because he's uh, involved in all these calls and conversations on all of these things that are going to be possibly used for treatments. Um, but he said it's just really scary to see how like little information they have to give to the FDA right now to get these things approved. <laughs> That that was the first time that I actually felt a little like frightened about this whole coronavirus thing. I was like, "That's a little scary." You're gonna come up with something, and then ten years from now, everyone's gonna be croaking from cancer. Oh, <laughs> nasty. Yep. So there you go, and that's not an Onion article. That's wow, from what the a mouth. bummer. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, anytime. You know. <laughs> hey, have you ever tried those poker cutters? No. Do you know what they are? I do. So. I'm sorry. Well, time out. Let's, I mean, you don't have to edit it, but let me just rephrase. No, I haven't tried those, but they might be really good. (laughs) You know, you just never know who's listening. Who's also following us on Instagram. (laughs) I just, I just, I was just, I'd never tried them. At first, I thought they were chess pieces. Like, they all look like the queen on a chess table. Yeah. Um, but then I guess the bottoms are moved, and it's a bunch of spikes. Yep. And you you don't really cut your cigar. You just stab it a bunch of times <laughs> with these spikes, right? Apparently in a perfect, uh, yeah, a perfect design. I've seen, <laughs> yeah, I've seen people spiking it from the side, which I was like, why would you want to smoke a cigar from the side? That doesn't make sense to me. Um, I don't know, man. I've never been a fan of punch cutters. Yep. Like a punch cutter just takes a little tiny circle out of the end of the cap. Well, first of all, it doesn't work for anything with a torpedo cap or like a tapered cap. But I don't know. I like I like the regular cutting of a cigar on the end of the cap. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see myself purchasing a poker cutter. I might try one one time, but yeah, like I if like... someone else had it and the other ones had invested in, invested in such a dumb invention. Oh and man! Don't be a and hater. And there's no other option to cut your cigar, so you just like, yeah. I guess oh I'll use God. that. <laughs> you just clip See, your like, nails. <laughs> I like clipping off that cap and then licking the inside when I'm smoking it. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but th- there are these little things that really do look like chess pieces, and you literally just, I mean, just poke them. <laughs> You're like three spikes yeah. on them. Do you remember? Um, there was a device, and I believe that I owned it, and it was like a rod that you shoved in your cigar if it if the draw was too tight. You remember yep. that? Yep. I don't think that ever worked. Uh, nope. Although I have seen people recommend that. I remember it was like a long, just like a piece of like thick wire. Yeah, you can almost use like a piece of copper wire. Yeah, and I was told that for a cigar that was drawing too tight, shove that up the middle. And then it creates like a channel for air to go through, but yeah. it never did. And I remember just like reaming it out and then just destroying cigars with that thing that wouldn't smoke well. <laughs> well, lesson learned, I guess, huh? That's the closest thing I ever had to a poker cutter. It was just the the thing you stab cigars with. <laughs> I do feel like those punch hole cutters, every time I've used one, I've just had to like punch out most of the cap. Oh, yeah, like you punch it like four or five times, yeah. right? So it's basically the same idea as those, those ingenious inventions that we were just talking about. <laughs> hey, speaking of ingenious inventions. Yeah. Um, I wonder if anyone out there has also seen the cigar pipe. Um, are you referring to the contraption that has a poorly made pipe stem and then a little wooden 
thing that holds the cigar. That is what I'm. It's kind of like the Cruella Deville version to smoke a cigar. I forget what those are called. Like the things that hold cigarettes on cigars. There's like a name for those. Uh, I believe they're called cigar pipes. Uh, they're, they're, I'm telling you, there's a different name for those. I have like an old one. I have a couple that were meant for holding cigars, like way back in the day. Uh, and I, there's like a name for this, that type of device that holds like a tobacco smoking thing, whether it's a cigarette or a cigar. But have you ever tried one? Uh, no. <laughs> Why not? Um, because I mean, it's just not for me. You know, I feel like what you could probably do with it is stick the poker in it and toss it in the trash. <laughs> uh, it just I don't know it just doesn't make sense to me well I first of all I like having like I like having the cigar in my mouth to smoke yeah and I make pipes and I make nice enough pipes that I make a really nice stem but I still prefer smoking a cigar to smoking pipes so I've tried the one that I have the one I have is like an antique Meerschaum uh, thing it has like um, it, it might even be tortoise shell the uh, the stem on it you murderer and, and and I've smoked it just for you know it's it's kind of cool you know it's like hundred years old and um, it still smokes well but it was meant for holding like a little cigar probably back before cigars were what they are now i'm guessing as mm -hmm. far as like the variety and the certain shapes um and i did not i mean it wasn't bad but i noticed two things one it wasn't as tasty as holding a cigar in my mouth and two it was an extra thing to clean like the the device itself that held the cigar just got dirty and caked up like a pipe would so you got to clean that now yeah, I would imagine that you'd have to clean it just like a pipe. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, not for me, but I en I enjoyed smoking the old piece that I had just to, I don't know, it was kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I could see, to, to me it really does remind me of like one of those tips that you would have on like a Swisher Suite. Um, or like a Black and Mild. Or, you know, some people have those for cigarettes. And I feel like that for, like, a crappy cigar is just going to mush up in your mouth. That makes sense. Uh, I feel like for even, like, a cigarette, it might make sense. Um, you know, if you don't want the filter, just, I mean, I, I don't know, you're smoking for five minutes. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I right. think it's kind of a waste. I mean, one thing, as I'm looking at pictures right now on Instagram, um, I mean, I guess I could see a benefit of you're not, like, you know, you're not just mouthing your cigar the whole time. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not as stinky on your hand when you're done with it because you're not holding the cigar directly. But those are literally can the tell, only two things that I could possibly think about that would make it worthwhile. I can tell you don't want to like it. I can tell you don't have an open mind about it. You're closed off to the idea. And uh, you're finding ways to hate on it. Yeah, well, why don't you own one? I just said I do. Not not one of the more modern ones, but I own an old one. Well, why don't you use it more often? I just explained that. It's, it's not for me. Stupid. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> just say it. It's stupid. COVID nineteen. <laughs> hey, uh. Hey, you're making me want to dance here in my shop. Yeah, man. And I'm not quite sure I have enough support to. To handle me dancing in here, um, <laughs> but uh, secondly, those concrete footers are going to break. Where, yeah, they're going to snap three foot down. Um, <laughs> but uh, where are you in your cigar, there, Manny? Uh, so I don't know of a better way to describe it, but you know where the dark skin is towards the. <laughs> so when you when you take the band off of the cigar, there's a clear division line. Yes. And the band covers it. Yes. And the band covers, like, the part that goes in your mouth um, is, like, a darker colored wrapper. Yeah. And from there forward um, is a lighter colored wrapper. And this is the same on the fire cures. Yep. I'm not exactly sure why that is, but generally oh, the cigar... Oh, would you like to know why? 
Oh my gosh, you have the answer? I do have the answer, Manny. Please enlighten me. So it actually is more of the fire-cured process or infusion in that darker wrapper. <coughs> Excuse me. Must be the COVID. Um, oh, man. But, uh, yeah, see, it looks like that family member of mine was right. I shouldn't have smoked a cigar. You already caught it. But uh, yep. anyways, um, it is It's a little bit more infused with that Kentucky fire-cured smoke taste. Um, so that gives you a little bit more of it like on your mouth when you're smoking the cigar. Um, and that's why I was asking you where you were because I don't know if you've ever done this with a Kentucky fire-cured. Um, I think my first time trying it, I actually like just clipped it off to that point and relit it. But it's, I mean, this cigar has been pretty steady flavor profile-wise. But it will definitely change once you hit that line. Well, I'm just hitting the line now. And it is changing. <laughs> yep. And I don't know that it changes for the better. <laughs> I'll let you know in a second. It's definitely stronger all of a sudden now that I've crossed that barrier. Yep. Which is clearly visible if you take off the band. Yes, it is. We should, uh, here, hold on. Now, you don't have to hold on. You can keep talking. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, I'll just keep talking about nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it's what you do anyway. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I got a shot of it for the Insta. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it definitely changes. The flavor changes pretty dramatically once you hit that line. Uh, far more so in a Kentucky Fire Cured, though. Like, it's like straight-up campfire when you hit that line. Yeah, it's definitely got a stronger flavor, a smokier flavor. I kind of like that, though, in a cigar, where, like, at the end it gets strong. That way, if it's too strong, you can just put it down because you're basically done anyways. It's like leave. But if you're not yet satisfied, you can, like, keep smoking it until you, you know, feel like you've had your fill, so to speak. So to speak. That's right. Um, I completely lost my train of thought. You're probably thinking about. <laughs> yeah, it just consumed my thoughts. <laughs> Drastically consumed my thoughts. T H O T S? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's what my thought was. Thank you. You did not actually help me, so I don't know why I'm thanking you. But uh, Your T H O T thought? Uh, uh, oftentimes, Manny. <laughs> um. I talked to you about the retro hail and try and get you to retro hail, but I didn't think that you could handle oh. it on this one. Also, it's not worth no. it. No, you tried it. Oh yeah, of course I did. No good. Um, it's not that it's no good, but it doesn't really change. Like you don't get different flavors out of the cigar by doing that. Like you typically Here, would in a cigar. It. Of course, you're trying it now at the most intense Ugh. part. Ugh. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> That that one right there is for our buddy Skip. That's <laughs> he'll, disgusting. He'll he'll appreciate that cough you just threw in there. Oh, that's disgusting. I'm putting this down. I'm not. Oh, <laughs> it burns my nose. That just changed your mind and the rest of the cigar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm done. That's good. <laughs> good thing you didn't do that at the beginning, I guess, huh? Yeah. Well, I am on that dark leaf part where it gets stronger, so I'm yeah. doing that. Yeah, it definitely is a lot stronger all of a sudden. But yeah, man, they're good cigars. I would say that I believe that you can get a much better cigar for the price. Um, I mean, you think about the fact that you can pick up a number nine for a dollar more. That's a good cigar. We should do that yep. again soon. We should. We should revise our first ever episode. Please don't listen to that one. Unless you love the sound of crickets. Literal crickets. Yeah. <laughs> we were just recording from our headphones at the time, like our earbuds. Yeah, from mine was from my patio that had like a entire colony of crickets living underneath it. Yeah, not good. Not no. good. No, not good at all. No, but I mean, yeah, it's a good cigar. If you get a chance, try it out. I mean, you wouldn't be disappointed. Um, but I mean, I I wouldn't go. I wouldn't. I'll put it this way: I'm I'm not planning on buying another box of these. No, but it is good. And if someone is looking for something 
like a, a like a cigar smoker was looking to try something with a fire cure blend or something like that this is a great one to try yeah because it's not too powerful of a flavor and it's a it's a really good cigar yeah it is i did have the little bit of a burn issue but that didn't affect how it tasted or smoked at all yeah and me touching it up once could have had something to do with just how long i was reading that little article for so i can't completely blame the cigar on that yeah Mm. But it is good, e- even even at the strong part. It's still not a bad cigar. And just you know, yeah, you know, just for the record, listen to this. That was how you retrohale, Manny. Oh, I could hear it going through your nasal passage. Yeah, well, you could not hear it. How was it? It was pretty gross. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. Well, hey, what do you think? Uh, what do you think our next episode might be about? Probably about. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Most likely, the next twenty episodes will still be in this <laughs> stupidity. Uh, I, I don't know. What should we smoke next time? We still got those skinny monsters. Oh, we got that Bellicoso from Santiago. No, oh, yeah, we've got that. We we do we have an LFD. The... We could get into. Is that the double ligero? That is the double ligero. Oh, that you're, might be fun. You're going to have to plan a big meal before that, Manny. Are you, you're warning me again that this is going to be a strong one? It's going to be a strong one. So I'm going to have to get my Tums. I'm going to have to take a dump. I'm going to have to eat a meal. Get your low, yogurt low ready. Low in acidity. <laughs> Excuse me, what? Get your yogurt ready. Like yep. an old man. Yep. Oh. Yep. Got some that squeaky floorboards over in that barn of yours? Uh, you know, I had red lentil pasta. So. Oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the time that we're gonna wrap it up. All right, hey. wrap it up in cellophane and store it in your humidor. <laughs> Good night. If you're still listening, you deserved that.